passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Mike Chipos, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Angle Pick Pod. Angle Pickers, welcome back. Monday evening, as per usual, for these set spread episodes. We got to get the fuck off the schneid, boys, but we'll get there. In the meantime, keep an eye out for at Dank Wagers. Going to have a press pass to PFL this Wednesday evening. Dan, tell us a little bit about it. Oh, I'm so fucking excited. Uh, as Reese was mentioning pre-show, it's as good as, as any UFC fight night, as any Bellator event. I mean, this is a great season for PFL that they're going to kick off on Wednesday, and I cannot wait to be in the arena. With that being said, Dank Wagers will be attending for the APP, so stay tuned. Dan, you gotta you're gonna rip the APP hat. Ah, uh, why not? I mean, I hadn't really thought sort of about APP what I was. Uh, I hadn't thought about it yet, but why? Why not? I'll be handing out business cards for sure and trying to set up as many interviews as I can. But um, hopefully, any access that I get to the fighters will fe- will feature on our YouTube. Will feature everywhere. Yep. This will be great. Yep. And we had our first set the spread appear on YouTube and your boy, very little editing work done on that one, just through the intro in there, but progress is perfect. Baby, I'm getting, I'm making progress. Life is going well. We're going to get this one up, this set the spread up on the tube. We're going to get this week's episode up on the tube. Those are both guarantees, personal guarantees, sign seed delivered. I'm yours. So good stuff coming. And in tax week, no less. Reese has got all the time in the world. Uh, <laughs> we've got a five fight main card after the heavyweight bout Boja Romanov is now off the heavy, or off the main card so let's just dive right in we've got I don't know probably a weaker main card but some exciting ones nonetheless so first fight on the main card we've got a featherweight bout Lando Venata and Charles Jordan Reese is coming off the most recent victory 6-5 in 2022 so why don't you go ahead and leave this one off let's go feels good to hear that um okay so i mean first things first excited about this charles jordan fight londo veneta actually is a guy who has a ton of fight of the nights like something you is super underrated about him um his bobby green fight both the first and the second one i believe were fight of the nights the anti medeiros one i think was fight of the night so this guy this guy loves to just stand and bang. It's electric. Charles Jordan on the other side, for those who don't remember his little 
bit with Andre Ewell where he front kicks him and starts screaming at the camera. I mean, I think that if I had to put my money somewhere for fight of the night, this one is, is minus 110. You know, this one's, a, this one's going to be an absolute banger. But that being said, um, I think the big question here that I'm looking at topology right now is to figure out what, what weight this is going to be at because Jordan bounces between 55 and 45. And that to me, although it might it's be, be 45, it's supposed to be 45. Okay, yeah. cool. So, so 45 Jordan's going to be big in there. I, I think the over under is going to be easier for me to predict, which obviously we're not doing here, but um, you know, I, I think that, that this one is going to be close to even for two reasons. One, these guys are so similar stylistically. Um, they're so similar with like their mixed records. They're so similar with their output. Like it's going to be pretty even. I don't think it's going to be minus 110 for one reason, one reason only. And that is the stardom that Jordan is slowly starting to build. Um, he's taking a couple short notice fights. He's also won a couple fight of the nights where Lando Veneta, I'm going to check quickly on topology, but he, I feel like hasn't been that active. So he, he fought once in 2020, once in 2021, middle of the year. Um, and, and then this is going to be his fight in 2022. So not as active as, as Charles Jordan is. I'm going to give Charles Jordan the slight favorite, minus 130 Jordan, plus 110 Venata, absolute banger of a fight. That's a great line. Uh, I've got really similar take. I'm excited for this one first and foremost. I think I'm leaning more on the Jordan side. Um, and and not not crazy. De there's definitely not a two in front of it, but it's a lot of what you said, just the trajectories of both of these guys' careers. And even though they're both kind of lose one, win one fights, um, it seems like Jordan is on his way up while Benet is kind of closing down the, the end side of his career. Um Oh, well, eh, not really. I mean, he's 30. He's still got a little bit left, but he's been, he's been around for a while. He's taken a lot of beatings. Um, and just Jordan is the younger fighter, but I'm going to go a little bit bigger than you. I'm going to go minus one fifty, Jordan. Reese stays hot. Minus oh. 130 Jordan. Wait, ding, 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 ding. That's tough. I was going to say, Danny, leaving a spot for a tie off the rip. Anything, if it's 140, here we go. Pick another fight. Let's go. Poha, that was anticlimactic by you, Kobe. No Sorry ding, to sell ding. you short. I'm offended. Do it again. You would have ding, dinged if it was for Danny, a little home cooking. <laughs> Second fight of main card, flyweight bout. Sumu Derji and Manel Kate, one of the guys that we said in the Futures episode that could be holding gold pretty soon. Dan, go ahead and kick things off here. Yeah, I'm bullish on both these guys' futures, to be honest. Um, and if, if the fight before it isn't fight of the night, this is a top contender for me. Both these guys are awesome strikers. Sue's going to come in with a little bit more of the, the boxing than, and Manel's going to have the kickboxing. Um, I have to assume that Manel's the favorite here, even though he hasn't always performed up to his potential in, in the UFC it's clear to see that it's always there kind of just floating right before below the surface. And he's got the rising resume to back it up. Um, so I think he's going to be a favorite. I, I actually, I'm going to stick with the same number I had in the first one and go Manel Cape minus minus one fifty. I think you're off here, Dan. I think you're off. 
I mean, I've been wrong a ton of times before, so I could make my an ass to myself. But here, the truth of it is, Suma Derji, um and Manel Cape are on completely, I wouldn't say completely different tra- trajectories, but very different opinion from the public eye, in my opinion. And, and I'll tell you why. I think Manel Cape, even with the losses he suffered inside the UFC early, Matthias Nicolau and Pantoja, I don't think anyone was upset with his performance fighting the top, top, top elites of the UFC. Follow that up with a flying knee, followed up with another finish against Zumagulov. And you got a guy that I think a lot of people, not just us, think is going to hold gold. On the other side, you got Sumaderji. And yeah, I, I agree. I think Sumaderji has a, a promising future. But from what he's shown us so far, I think it remains to be seen. And here's why. Luis Smolka is a guy that I've been following for a long time, uh, very good submission specialist, was cut during the flyweight downfall of whatever, 2018, 2019, whatever. And he, he lost to Smolka via finish, beat Andre Sukumtat. Where is he? Nobody knows. Long gone from the UFC. Beat Malcolm Gordon, guy that me and you continuously fade. And then beat Adeshev 3-2 and two, um, most recently in 2021. Manel Cape's going to be significantly tougher. Manel Cape, this is Manel Cape's fight to lose, in my opinion. I'm going to put a two in front of it. I'm going to say Manel Cape minus 210. He left room for a tie in theory. It's not a tie. Dan takes the point. Minus 170 Cape. Poha, poha. Dan said 50 and then I said 210. Yeah, one one fifty. I'm absolutely destroying Manel Cape. I'm probably taking it one seventy if we're being completely honest. This one actually opened minus one eighty about two weeks ago. Wow, I think Manel Cape's gonna make an example out of Sue. Sue's not a striker to just look over. Dan doesn't seem to agree. That face was a face of utter disgust. I just Sue has not. Sue's definitely not one that. Manel's going to walk over him. Manel hasn't shown that he can just walk over people. He's, it's, he's been slow. He's been hittable. I think Sue's going to be able to throw some combos. Flying knee finish over Ode Osborne, followed up with a first-round finish over Zuma Gulov. I mean, but the, the Ode Osborne stoppage was questionable. He was never out. Still landed a banger of a knee. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, we might find ourselves on opposite sides here. And and the other thing, too, for everyone listening and being like, wow, these two don't disagree often. We haven't taped yet. So come main episode, we might see the exact same thing. I might be all. And we actually do agree on the favorite. It's just. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think Sue is, is capable. I think he really is. But tape might expose that. Women's flyweight bout coming up next. Macy Barber and Montana De La Rosa. Reese, go for it. So Montana De La Rosa is someone that I always mix up, Dan, with the girl who uh, won the ultimate fighter and then relinquished her belt instead of fighting Shevchenko. Uh, Mont- uh, something Montana. Nico, Nico Montana. Nico Montano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always mix these two up, and it takes you a second to, like, re-gauge on which one I'm talking about when I'm talking. Um but Macy Barber, everyone knows. I mean, I think I've made multiple claims here to see if she's single. She fights out of Chicago. Oh, no, now she's fighting out of Milwaukee. So, you know, maybe Parker's taking looks out there. But, I mean, she beat Miranda Maverick, Dan. Uh, 
a tough loss to Alexa Grasso, but she was the dog. Obviously, Foxy Roxy was a freak injury. But I, I think that when you're looking at the the up-and-coming stars slash future title holders, Macy Barber is in everyone's conversation. De La Rosa, on the other hand, I think is someone who – I don't know. I mean, she has good wins, but she also has, I mean, Vivian Arujo's on a tough loss. Andre KBG Lee's on a tough loss. She comes off the ultimate fighter. I don't know. Maybe this line's a little closer than I think, but I, I, I just, it's hard for me to not see Macy Barber as a pretty sizable favorite here. I'm going to go Macy Barber minus 160. I know that's not super sizable compared to, but it's, it's women's Dan. I, I don't know. I don't want to say in the two hundreds because then, you know, science is going to tell you I'm a fool but I, I'm just going to try to guess the favorite, say it's moderate, go Macy Barber. I like your strategy, and this is a really tough one to pin down just because of how much Macy Barber's lines have fluctuated. You look at that Roxy fight, and she's favored like she's a Shevchenko or, or Nunez or whatever at minus 850, and obviously it hasn't been the same since because of a freak injury, um, and also because Miranda Mavericks and Alexa Grasso are tough girls. But... Um, it's, it's just, you're right. It's tough to really gauge where this number is. Um, I'm curious stylistically, or I guess not curious, but one thing you said that I don't so much hold the same weight to is Macy's title challenge status still. Uh, I said that. I'm full of marbles today, Reese. It's, I, it's got, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but um, you got girls at the top of this division like Miranda, which that was like a tough decision. Um, I'd be interested in what happens if they run it back. And then Aaron Blanchfield, more specifically, who Macy was scheduled against and then withdrew. I'm not sure the details around that, but there are a lot of tough ladies, uh, contenders that are ahead of her. Back to my number. It's before you get to your number, just so we don't revisit this. I just love the 23 aspect. I know a lot of those girls think Maverick's 24, Blanchfield's 24 too, something like that. They're all young, but it's, it's awesome because every once in a while in a sport, a new group of elite talent come in around the same time. And I, football is a great example where it's like, people are looking at the Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and they're like, Oh my God, this is who's the next wave of quarterbacks going to be. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. And, and all of a sudden, it's an elite crop again. This is that for uh, women's flyweight. I think that those three. I agree. I think it's going to be gonna awesome. Be cycling the bout. So it, for a long-term fan, people that are going to be watching Drinking Beers at 50, I'm going to be excited for this group. Definitely. And I just don't think that Mont- Montana is on the same level as uh, those other girls that we mentioned. Yeah, um, I am going to go back to a bigger line. I don't know how big I want to, but I, I honestly, I had a two in front of it going in. Where was Reese's number at Kobe? Can you remind me? 160. 160. I don't want it to leave room for a tie. So I'll go 210 and keep a two in front of it in all fairness. Um, I guess there could be a tie no matter what. I'm just hoping. No, let, it, let it happen. Let it happen. 210 is my number. 210 is the number. 210 is going to take the point. Minus 200, Macy Barber. Dude, I, I was so close to going 200. Oh, nice job, Dan, on the point. I, like, when I was thinking in my head I'm going to say 200, but then I was like, oh, that's like four away, and that could tie. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm, I psych I'm, myself out every time because 
I'm so scared of just making a fool of myself where it's like, uh, Macy Barber minus 200. And I find out it's De La Rosa minus 130. And everyone like looks at me like that kid that shouldn't be on the show and should be getting freaking mental health treatment. So I want, I didn't want to go super far, but Danny, congrats on the point. I hate going for Macy's just always had weird lines. Yeah, no, she has. And I think it's from what I just said too. Just like the fact that I think a lot of people within the MMA community see her as a, as a future title contender. Yeah. And she had those links to, uh, Ben Askren, who, who was talking a lot That's for right. her as That's she was right. saying that she was going to be the youngest title holder ever. You know, um, in, interesting side story. Yeah, they did say that. But interesting side story about Macy Barber. Um, she was one of the first rookie cards that I got into. And they were selling for crazy. And I was like, who is this person? And I'm a big fan of the sport. And she was like, right. They made a rookie card before she even started fighting. Kind of like Kanza. Wow. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Yes, sir. Little Larry David going on right there. I might clip that and put that on a YouTube shorts for us. Just a little Larry David action. We have a lightweight co-main, 2-1-DK. Um, Clay Guida and Claudio Puelas. What a fight. Dan, go for it. What a random fight. I mean, Guida has – I mean, there's You're so much – hard-pressed to find a non-contender that people enjoy watching fight more than Clay Guida. Exactly. And Guido. Andrew's been around for as long as Clay, Clay Guida. There's the other no thing is the dude, seem, the dude seems to be ageless too. He's got the energy of a jackrabbit and the dude just, he's bouncing around like crazy and he gives tough fights to everybody. And, and Bobby Green's the example I think of. Bobby Green's been tough for a lot of guys and Clay Guida gave him a run for his money for a while. There. It was awesome. That being said, on the other side of the octagon from him, Claudio Puelas have been on a hot streak. Uh, hasn't lost since 2018. Uh, he's been proven to grapple with Jordan Levitt. I mean, he hasn't had a crazy striking test, but, uh, I mean, Clay Guida shouldn't be a crazy striking test. It should just kind of be, are you able to handle volume or not? Um, I don't know. I think that the, I want to say that the younger fighter, the 25 year old versus the 40 year old should be favored, but experiences everything and and it's not that claudio doesn't have any he has he just doesn't have what guida has and uh i believe in this resurgence of clay guida his <laughs> two last losses are mark madsen bobby green two guys that very mark respectable madsen. right now i don't like mark madsen but proceed to the highlighted route continue sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm going to go with Clay Guida as a slight favorite. I don't feel great about it, but the experience, it, it pushes it over for me. I'm, I'm going Clay Guida minus 130. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I was kind of the opposite. Um, See, it's more of like, okay, I understand what Clay Guida brings to the table. I understand that there's all the questions and the doubts that people have been saying about him have proven to not totally be accurate. I mean, he's like a Jim Miller type of guy. They're ageless. They work hard. They put tough fights. They put a ridiculous pace on people. It's all, it's incredible. It really is. It's just incredible the type of pace these guys put on. Guida's been freaking active too. Three fights in 2021 uh, with a grappling fight near the end. He had two or three fights in 2020. 
Oh, no, he only won in 2020. Weird. But he's been active lately, and he feels good, and, and he's just getting fights in. So I see why it's not something crazy for a guy who's 25 and make and, and a prospect. The problem is I, I feel like he's put together some very, very good wins as of recent. And, I mean, I guess Gritzmacher and Jordan Levin are good wins, but he hasn't really wavered much. I thought it would be a little higher. There's definitely going to be a toughest test. I'm gonna just going to go exact flip, Kobe. 130 on the other side for Claudio Puelles. You guys have pretty much zeroed in on it. Minus 115 favorite. So minus 105 dog. Your favorite being Claudio Puelles. Oh. <laughs> that could have gone either way, baby. Interestingly enough, end of March, so we're talking three weeks ago almost, this one opened Puelles minus 175. Yeah, see, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't totally surprise me. Um, and I, and Danny clearly is on the right track, especially where this line's going. And come fight night, he might drill it dead on. But luckily for me, it's gotten beaten down only 60 points, not 70, or not 80. All right, 2-2 going into the main oh. event. Women's strawweight, Amanda Ooh, Lemos and Jessica Andrade. Amanda Lemos of the very first Malort bet loss for your boy who took Mizuki Yanoe. Mistake. And Jessica Andrade of I, – I own a lot of Jessica Andrade cards. I love Jessica Andrade. Reese, you're trying to lead things off. I mean, what a fight, honestly. What a fight. The one thing that scares me about this fight, and I haven't really gauged the community on it yet, but I'm worried about Andrade's – and I'm probably going to send a tweet out tonight, actually, through APP to see what people's opinion is of this. But – I'm worried about uh, Andrade going back down to flyweight. This is at 115. I mean, not back down to flyweight, strawweight. This is at 115. And she's proven time and time again to have really tough weight cuts going to 115. Although she's small, she's just built like a fucking rock. And so I remember seeing videos on old embeddeds and, and interviews and stuff where it was really, really, really hard for her to get down to that weight. And, I, and that was something that I took right out the gate when I saw it was at 115, I was like, oh, interesting move there for Andrade. Lemos, on the other hand, I don't think a lot of people were expecting this fight um, for her. I mean, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, she had one fight in the end of 2021, one in the middle. It was against girls who, I mean, Angela Hill. What are we doing with that? She's more of a broadcaster now. Um Masrat Ruiz, who, or Montserrat Ruiz, who she was, I mean, well, she was minus something crazy. And so this fight as a whole, I feel like kind of took place out of nowhere. So well, we've I, got Lemos, who's on a heater, and Andrade kind of needs her. She's on a, not a like a bounce back. She beat Calvillo, but it's, it's, no, she's on like a heater for sure. But it's like, I mean, she's on like a five fight win streak against a bunch of people who probably aren't even in the UFC anymore. And, and she hasn't fought since, I guess she, I mean, I guess the end of 2021 is really not that late, but Andrade on the other hand to me, and I know you're in a similar point of view is she's just like one of those girls that when you think Andrade, you think champion or number one, number two contender. And I know that she's fallen to those top girls recently. Um, but I, I still think that, when people look at this line, they're going to hold her in just an insane regard. I was too scared to go minus 200 the first time around with Macy Barber. 
I'm not going to be too scared to go minus 200 this time around. Give me Jessica Andrade minus 210. So I, as always, I, I love where you're coming from. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I just think that people are putting more respect on Amanda Lemos's name than I maybe you're seeing. I really, I'm seeing the hype and I, I remember it because, um, specifically because of paying attention to the Malort bet that y'all had is, is really why I started keeping a specific I, eye on, I had on Lemos, Lemos in that one. I, I was on the other side and, and I agreed with Kobe and um, she really impressed me one really with her powers. There's not a lot of ladies that hit like her. Um, and I think that that's really, really attractive to MMA betters. And, and I mean, it is attractive to MMA fans. It's like what the sports fucking built around is awesome knockouts. And there aren't a lot of ladies that can hit like Lemos. So I think that she's getting more public attention than you're giving her. Um that being said, Jessica Andrade is, is the superior fighter, even though she's not been, she hasn't had a great winning percentage in her last five, but it's Valentina, Rose, Wei Li, Joanna. If you're not a champion or a former champion, you don't have a shot against her. And I don't think yeah. Lemos is at a point in her career right now where she can really make it in the conversation for the belt. So I still have Andrade as the favorite. I'm going under you, minus 180. Okay. Minus 175 on Garage. I knew I was fucking dead. Point wow. and match DK. Where'd that open? Where'd that open? It opened 200 on the dot, end of March. Weird. I mean, I like love that much power. I mean, dude, I, I love her. I, I She won me my first Malort bet. Like, I'm a big fan. I just. I feel like people are looking too deep into, into Andrade's last four than they are really remembering what, I mean, she's 30 years old and she's a title holder. Obviously she got knocked out by Whaley saying, okay, but still, I mean, I, I think, I don't know. Pre-fight, my expectation is that Lemos's first round knockout or bust. And I think that the way, and like you mentioned, will factor big into it. But um, I just don't see Andrade after Wei Lee. I don't see Andrade letting herself get hit like that. But we'll see. I mean, look, once again, just disclaimer, tape is yet to be seen. So I, I hope people aren't sitting here being like, oh, you guys are fools, right? You know, it, it's, it's tough. All right. That'll do it. 6-6 six, six on the year. As we expected it was going to be. Dan, close up. This one feels especially good because it's two Brazilians in the main event. Poha. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.